0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Some days life feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the
2: right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy,
0: amazing We can turn our hearts words we say.
1: Mountains crumble with every syllable. Hope can live or die. So speak I do, I don't, I will, I won't. It's like I'm drowning in the deep. Well, it's crazy to imagine words from my lips as the arms of compassion mountains crumble with every syllable. Who can or live? you say raise your thoughts a little higher
3: Revolution Show. Rodney and I would like to thank you guys for tuning in with us tonight. Um, you're taking the time to join
4: us. Tammy, are you using oh, your goodness. mic or you're, you're, are you using your headphone?
3: I am. Is it Well, I'm using my speakerphone. Is it bad to hear me?
4: Uh, it was going in and uh, out. I'm not sure if anyone else uh, How about was having trouble. Is that, is that better? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you I could. It was funny because I could hear you clearly But uh, part of it was going out <laughs> So I wasn't sure okay. if it was you I or wonder me if
3: it, Okay, I wonder if it was the music kind of fading out But um, I know Tasha is on So Tasha, if you let me know if there's any issues hearing me That would be great, I'd greatly appreciate it So, um, Rodney, how are things going with you? <sighs>
4: Everything is good. Everything is good. We have no complaints here. Uh, Mary is doing good. Nadia is doing good. We are taking life one day at a time. How about you guys?
3: Pretty good. Pretty good. The rain has kept us, um, I guess, going today, and traffic is always just difficult. Well, people, I won't say traffic, people are always difficult to deal with. Uh, matter of fact, that's one of the things I wrote It's first on my list. I call it DWD. Driving while distracted. That's my
0: first one. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that That I is mean, a very popular thing, Tammy.
0: It
3: is it's, it is a sad thing. And I was telling Jimmy, I know he gets me just complaining every day about it, but we'll talk a bit more. But it's just it's sad to see how careless people are with, with lies. And and I was telling him it's not the young people that I'm having to blow the horn and and contain myself, just refrain myself from turning around because I know that's not the best thing to do. But sometimes they're so arrogant and so careless about it until you just feel like I have to turn back around and go get this person. So that is that's <laughs> the top one on my list tonight. So I'm going to see if I'm going to check and see if Tasha has uh has sent. She says I'm going in and out, so let me do this. All right. It's Crazy. I have a new phone. And I was so sure that there's there's a little place for my earphone. Just, I cannot find it. So crazy is I bought this new phone, but I still use my old phone. Now that's pitiful. So, <laughs> but uh, hopefully <laughs> hopefully it's better. Um so, let's see here. Rodney, you want to go ahead and do the introduction part for me? I actually want to post one thing about our, our guest that's going to be on with us tonight briefly. If you don't mind, will you go ahead and do our housekeeping stuff?
4: Absolutely. Uh, thank you guys again for joining us uh, this lovely Tuesday. You may be experiencing some, some rain like Tammy is, or I think we're supposed to get some rain tonight, and maybe we have. We just haven't been outside um, this evening, but thank you guys for tuning in with us. We are glad to have you. Uh, we are going to have a great show tonight. If you are um, listening online and you would like to um, you know, chime into the conversation, you are more than welcome to register as a, a follower of the Butterfly Evolution show, um, and you can leave comments in the chat room. You can also dial in. The new number is 563-999-3542. Again, the new number is 563-999-3542. In order to ask a question or leave a comment um, over the phone, um, or give your comment over the phone, rather, um, please press the number 1. Uh, We do have what we call our trash can concept here on the Butterfly Evolution Show. Um, I'm very curious um, to know if anyone did uh, accept uh, our challenge last week and move your trash can. Um, If you did, uh, please let us know um, how that worked out for you. Um, And it's funny, Tammy, I was thinking about it um, either today or yesterday, I did something, uh, I can't remember what it was now, but I did something, and as I was doing it, I just laughed because it wasn't what I was supposed to be doing, but, um, you know, like we always say, we're creatures of habit, and so that was all I could think of, like, this isn't what I was supposed to be doing, but I'm so used to doing whatever it was, um, it totally skipped my mind that things had changed. Um, And if I think of it, I'll let you guys know. Uh, But basically, guys, we want you to um, understand that, you know, we do a lot of things um, as a routine. We do a lot of things um, because we're used to doing it that way. Um, And even when it comes to who we um, associate with or um, hang around Uh, we get so used to and so comfortable and so complacent with people, with places, with situation, anything that life gives us, that the thought of change um, typically scares us or makes us uncomfortable. And that's why we encourage you to move your trash can just to see how often you revisit its old location, because I don't think we realize, um, you know, how often or – how much we are engraved in our um, in our routines and how we cannot get away from them. But it's good to challenge yourself, um, I think. It's good to challenge yourself with things that you know life is going to bring your way before life brings it your way. For example, we know no matter how hard we try to keep things the same way, change is coming. You might be healthy, um, you might be a normally healthy person. I had a teacher say this earlier today, that she is always healthy and she has a cold. It doesn't matter what it is, you you will never be able to escape change. The the the, the challenge is we never know when change is coming and sometimes we bring it on ourselves and sometimes it just happens, and and we're not even prepared for it. Um, but what are you going to do when change comes? So if you do simple things like challenge yourself with moving your cha- trash can, or tra- uh, challenging yourself with uh, a new route to and from work, or um, you know, just if you go if you normally go to the grocery store on Saturday change it to a, a Sunday or ch- change it to a different day of the week and just see how how many things you do on a regular basis that, you know, it's not necessarily right or wrong. However, it is just what you are used to doing. Um, because, again, change is going to come, and is it going to be something that's going to surprise you? Is it going to be something that you can say, you know what, here's a change and I'm used to it, Here's what I'm going to do about it. Uh, so we want you guys to do that tonight. We're just having uh, some random conversations. Um, I, I have something uh, that I, we may have talked about this before, Tammy, but um, I heard a I heard a conversation on the radio this morning, and I feel like this conversation never gets old. And um, I'd love to hear because I, I see that we have some new listeners. Um, I'd love to hear what. Uh, people's perspectives are um, Just because I think that this this topic never gets old But tell me, if you're ready I'm going to turn it back over To you because I know you have uh, An announcement to make
3: Yes I've mentioned Last week that um, Well about The just a blessing to be a part of a new TV show named Bridging and so tonight we're just going to have one of our moderators on, um, I think he's the moderator for all the shows, I believe, but he is going to just kind of share a bit more details about the show, what we're doing and why in hopes that you all will prepare to begin to listen to this. My prayer is that it, it just, it's, it's not just 29 shows and it roughly it's supposed to be about 29 shows. Um, 28 minutes long um let's just say 30 minutes. So my prayer is that this will that it will be so grand that the number of people that listen to us um will be so grand that we will be asked to continue on and and so on. So that is that is my prayer because we had our first uh round of pre-production last Saturday and it was it it was just it was soothing for my soul. My, my spirit was, was really, really uplifted through it because there's such a powerful message and so, and so many people that are truly committed to the vision of Dr. Roger Bethel, a phenomenal man um, that I am just in awe about. Uh, matter of fact, Brandon and I was talking, I've talked so much about Dr. Bethel. Brandon's like, it's sad that, that you know young men like myself have never heard of this man, and I that saddens my heart because he's right. He's a he's a young man who needs to see and hear the voices of men like this, and those who have been through and come through, and now have a, a message, a vision. Um, and his words were, and he's seventy, telling all his business seventy two, but he inspired me so when he says, you know. My wife hates to hear me say this. I'm 72 years old. It's bound to happen. I won't be here long, basically. But I want to leave seeds. I want to plant seeds and leave them so that they grow. And if we all thought about it that way, not just getting our our kudos while we're here, but planting such a seed that it never stops growing because the, each generation after us will need a piece of that. And so I am just in awe and I'm I feel so blessed just to be a part of what he sees, his vision, his um, integrity, his love and passion. It is contagious. And so I feel so blessed to be a part of it. That being said, we do have Andre on and Andre Mitchell. So I'm going to bring him in now. Let me get down to that part. Andre, are you here with us?
2: Hey, good <clears throat> excuse me, good good evening. How is everyone?
3: We're great. How, is, how, are, how you? are you?
2: Uh, all is well. All
0: great, is great,
3: well. great. Thank you for, for coming in to kinda of share all of this with us. Uh again, my, my hope is that people just are enlightened a bit more than I can enlighten them and right. will prepare to join us, um, Mid-March, end of March, I guess, is what we're targeting for, but we'll have more information as we go forward. But, Andre, I'm going to turn it over to you. We are all yours for the next 10, 15 minutes or so.
2: All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you all. Let me at least uh, begin by saying I truly appreciate this opportunity. So to you, Tammy, and and you, Rodney, thank you for uh, allowing me to come on in and just share a few words uh, on your show. I really appreciate the opportunity. Um, I've been listening as, as you all were um, getting the show going and kicking off, and I was I, I was uh, enlightened by the driving while I distracted. I kind of like that. Uh, <laughs> it's unfortunate we see so many people. Um, one of the key things before I get into bridging, uh, Tammy, is the fact that um, there's so many people that are so comfortable with just driving down the street holding their cell phones, and I don't understand why folks won't at least put the phone down, put the speaker on, and then that way you can at least have two hands on the steering wheel. uh, If nothing more than that. But, yeah, that that driving while distracted is certainly a uh, a growing problem, you know, in this day and age. Yeah, so, Um, but, yeah, to bridging, we are in the uh, preliminary stages of kicking off a uh, wonderful, hopefully enlightening, inspiring um, uh, show that will hopefully create great dialogue, positive dialogue as it relates to some of the issues that we face here in our uh, society. And uh, the vision of of Dr. Roger Bethel was to design a show titled Bridging that draws or tries to close the gaps that uh, confusion, division, chaos in today's society create uh, when we look at the gaps between generations, uh, race, religion, socioeconomics, gender, um, everything, it, it runs pretty much runs the gamut. And so uh, young, old, uh, regardless of ethnicity, what have you, we're just looking at a, a, a creative and innovative way to bring people in, bring people together. Uh, share some insight and experiences that will lend itself to uh, people creating a positive and and, and, and favorable dialogue uh, that hopefully again will just uh, close gaps and and create more harmony in our society and so that's that's what uh, dr. Bethel's vision is really trying to trying to do
3: so um, so our first Pre-production was basically uh, it was great, and we we started out with generation. Tell me what one thing so that we don't give it away. What was
0: mm-hmm.
3: what was most memorable from last Saturday? That what was your takeaway from last Saturday?
2: For me, the uh, greatest takeaway was I think the the inspiration that everyone that was involved from, you know, Dr. Bethel to uh, some of, some of the members, Jr. and B.J., um, just not only the host, not only our special guests, but uh, everyone from uh, Laura Beth, who's who's running uh, the floor and and trying to direct and pinpoint where we should be, when we should be. Um, I, I think everyone left, inspired encouraged and it was if you can uh think about that moment when you when you kind of have that aha you know uh the teacher shows you how to maybe uh work that math problem and you get it I mean you really truly understand like okay I I see it you know I, I understand now and so I think we all got just a glimpse of that uh as we as we did some of the first tapings of the show, and and people really left again inspired and and just invigorated on the possibility of where we're trying to go. So that was the, um, that was pretty much the greatest takeaway for me.
3: Right, and Rodney, I'm going to turn it over to you. If you have any questions for, in just a second, but I want to give my takeaway, and it was more so after the show, when Doctor Bessel said we we were actually getting ready. We might have already prayed out or getting ready to but when he was very mindful and brought up the fact that we have more men here than we have women. Mm -hmm. And that was because usually I'll pick up on, I'm usually very attentive, like, wow, where are the men, where are the men? And I'm talking about these men are volunteering their time um, in the studio. They're working the door. They're working the food table. And it was literally more men than women, and that was truly heart feeling for me because I just feel like we this, we're in such a season and a time where men are so needed um, to be to be visual for us for us women and children to see men um, working, leading, producing, and it doesn't mean that we're women are any any further behind or not needed. That was truly absolutely. blessing a blessing for me, so that was my takeaway and the aha moment, like you said, just we're really doing this, we are making this happen in spite of everything we're making this happen, so that was my um uh, and andre I'm gonna turn it over to Rodney, and I'll let him okay. um move forward okay. and then again, I just want to thank you, okay oh
4: yeah, absolutely, thank you, so I'm just gonna pick up uh and and that's that's really good to hear, um, and I just want to pick up where you two left off. And um, it's funny because that—that was—it uh, it, kind of leads into where I was, um, what what I was something I was thinking about today that I was going to bring up on uh, on the show anyway. But I'm going to pick up where where Tammy left off, and so my question to both of you is: I remember growing up and. Um, it was always talked about how men were not present, or um men were not there, whether it were whether it was for their children or their families um they were absent in the home or they may have been you know incarcerated um you know or they may have just been known as providers, you know they simply you know left home and went to work um you know, came back home, you know, and their job was to bring, was, was simply just to bring the money back home, you know, but but, but that was their role. It wasn't necessarily being visible and, and being a part of something greater. Um, but now, um, and that was, you know, what I saw for the most part too. So I was hearing it, um, you know, it was a big part of TV, you know, radio, like I'm hearing this, I'm seeing this. Um but now there's more male involvement. Like you said that you know, the, the 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 male presence was 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 there um yes, this weekend. So my question is what do you two think and and maybe your experience has been different than mine, I'm not sure, but what do you two think has Caused this shift In our society Where men are more present Men are more visible um, Or at least that's the, That's what we're starting To see what what do you think has caused That shift in our society <laughs>
3: when,
2: Andre you uh, want to take it first Please Sure sure okay uh, For me Rodney I, I, I think black men especially um have typically had a limited role in our, our society here in the US and um we we've, we've kind of been there but in the shadows so to speak and as you alluded to um our, our roles were maybe to uh try to you know help provide for the family and uh you know lend lend uh, uh some discipline <laughs> Um, in, in in certain capacities, but I think there's a resurgence of of men coming to the table, especially when you are on the on the heels of you know former President Barack Obama, uh, which really served as a a such a, a strong symbol for for the black male you know in our in our country. And so now I think mm-hmm. we're we're invigorated because of that, and you know men are are, are beginning to uh, you know kind of take uh, their their roles and and fulfill those roles of uh, leadership and, and and trying to be uh, the, the the head of the household or at least be present, and that's been the key thing. Um, I, I think being present is is uh, one of the things that is uh, so important now, especially for our, our young our young people. Um not just our boys but but, but our, our young ladies as well. Um research is showing that um you know they they, they suffer. They're impacted when you know the father's not, not present. And so uh I, I think that's one of the key things. You know you're starting to see um black men in prominent roles of leadership and regardless to what profession, um, you know, you're starting to see more black men in in these roles, and then that that presence again, it's it's just that presence um, that's so important. And for me, I think that's one of the things that one of the factors that really play uh, play a part. Okay,
3: Rodney, great question. This is Tammy. Um, I would I would have to agree, and I think it's just it's just time. Um, I agree with Adrian about the st- statistics that show us um, clearly that men are needed uh, as it relates to teenage pregnancy. Um, if a young male, you know, is incarcerated or not, even if if a young male will attend church or a child, young young a, a person, a child will attend church. Mm-hmm um if he it's more likely that that the child will attend if there's a father in the home that attends opposed to a mom, and so there is um there's just a true need, and there's time for that shifting, I believe, and I believe men are seeing that and and just preparing themselves to go to battle in a sense, so I'm appreciative even the more for bridging because of the gaps that. It is designed to address It's so needed And it's really just basically to start the, To help help people Like us, like you Start those conversations That will transcend What we're going through now So we, we're just here to help you Even on the Butterfly Evolution Show Just help you guys start the conversation And take action first In your life In the people in your life Your circle, your home So often we want to go out and start the mission, well, it's needed inside, and that's in you, in your homes, in your families, in your small circles, whatever it is. That's where we start, and then we send those people out. Um, so again, I just I'm thankful that we're here, thankful that we're discussing this 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 topic and just having random conversations about so much. so um, great question, Rodney.
4: I have one more question, if that's okay. okay.
3: It's fine sure. with me. I don't know how. How are you for time?
4: Uh, yeah. Okay, great. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, okay. Go so, um, what what is the best way, or no, I I won't even say the best way, um, because <laughs> that, 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 that I think there are a lot of different ways. How can Women embrace This uh, This change Okay That, that Because like a- This because this is again You know this is um, and I'm 37 so There was a part of my life and I would say mm, Maybe at least half Of it where you know It was one way and now You know things have shifted Or have begun to shift and so, excuse me. How can women embrace um, this change? And, and you can even go with because sometimes I know uh, with questions like like these, it, you know, it may be uh, easier uh, or or good to go with the do's and the don'ts, <laughs> but how can women embrace this this change in our society or in their own um families or um you know with, with maybe with their parents maybe with their own children um you know what is what are some of the ways that that women can embrace this okay all right tam you
2: want you want to go ahead and take this one first
3: I will, I will. Um, and I'll keep it very, yeah, that is cool. I'll keep it very short <laughs> and simple. Um, I I think by embracing the true essence of a woman without feeling that we are competing with this man and without giving too much away um, as it relates to the gender gap show, in doing so, Just remember Mm. who made us, why, what for, and what differences. So it's not about us. It's not about the man. But I would just say by embracing the true essence of being a woman without feeling that we're in competition with a man.
2: Uh, Mm. uh, That's... uh... That's beautifully put. I, you know, I, I I concur with that. And I was, as you were speaking, I was just jotting down um, through God's grace and mercy, and and keeping in mind that um, the the woman completes the man, and vice versa, um, much like a jigsaw puzzle. You know, I think the key, Rodney, for many people, man as as well as uh, women, men as well as women. Uh, if if we can work to understand that um you know God designed us to, to be together however uh if you're if you're not properly yoked um and 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 if you don't have enough similarities within your 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 own chemistry and if you're not at peace with self then um, it's going to be difficult for you to really find someone else to to link up and join with. Um, so I think the key is for, for, first and foremost, for you to be at peace with self and, and just realize that uh, God has a divine purpose for your life. But you have to, again, you have to, really understand who you are and and who you are and, and what you're about um, before the, before you can go looking for that, that soulmate. I think a lot of people kind of um, lust or you, know, you, you may find someone who you think is a perfect match, but you don't really know that person. And, and most importantly, you don't really know yourself. And that's what really makes a relationship so difficult to to maintain when you don't know yourself. So, um, I would just encourage, uh, again, both men and women to to really uh, just try to know themselves before they they look for that perfect person. And if they find that perfect person, they don't need to get with them because uh, none of us are perfect. And so, it takes work, it takes patience, it takes understanding um, to know that you know none of us are perfect. So that's my that's my two cents. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, I, I am definitely uh grateful for the work that you are doing and um uh, hopefully uh sooner rather than later uh my wife Tamari and I are able to definitely meet you and um
0: okay. Okay. um
4: that that that's a that's a, a a great thing that you're doing and and um you know many many blessings to you
2: Hey, man, if uh, b- before I go, I- I'd just like to give just a little more information. Tammy and I, we were talking earlier, and I was able to come up with um, some information pertaining to the show. And, again, okay. Bridging, it's going to be on the Preach the Word Worldwide Network T television. Um, you can find them on the web. And the shows are slated to begin airing in the month of March. Um, hopefully March 9th will be our, our launch date. Um, but you may not w- want to quote me on that. But I, I was told March 9th, and we'll be on at about 12.30 Central Time, one thirty Eastern. So, uh, again, bridging and... We have uh, your very own um, Tammy Gator has brought to the table some some, some wonderful suggestions for a possible shows. So you'll be seeing you'll be seeing her uh, as a host, uh, special guest, um, possibly a moderator. She may even be uh, you know hitting some switches. On the set and just doing it all, but she's certainly <laughs> dynamic. And everyone, everyone that we have within uh, within the, within the uh, works of the show, there's uh, Dr. Melinda Harper, of course, uh, Roger Bethel, and um, we just have a, a host of people, man, who are really gifted and just bringing together this show. That again, it's just um, the the purpose is to the, to. Designed to bridge the gaps that create confusion, division, chaos in society, and we just we're just hoping that people will join in, and we want to start this conversation, like you all are doing uh, right here, with uh, your show uh, Butterfly Evolution, and just get people you know dialoguing and hopefully moving in a more positive direction. So that, that's what it's all about
0: absolutely
2: well
4: that that is the plan here and uh uh we we've already uh my wife and I have pulled up the site and uh we are we are looking forward to seeing tammy's face right on right up here.
0: <laughs>
3: Yeah, we're looking forward to, I'm so excited So, Andrea, like I said, you are welcome to stay with us Um, If you have the time, if you have to go I know we agreed to about 10 or 15 minutes So I want to honor that But if you would like to stay on Or if you want to listen and mute out And if you you hear something you want to come back in and, and get in on You can do that as well So we'll leave that up to you, okay? Are you still with us? We may have lost. Did we lose him right? Uh, He's
0: okay.
4: still it's up still there. here.
3: Yeah, so I'll just leave okay. it. Um, what I'm going to do, Andrew, if you could hear us, I'm going to mute you out. Yeah. But just know if you'd like to come back in, you have to select the number one or just text me and let me know to pull you back in if you're going to listen to us. But we really thank you for giving us okay. that information. Um and just sharing this time with
2: us. All right. Hey, I certainly appreciate it. And I'm going to continue okay. to listen. Yeah, I'm going to definitely do that. So, um, listen, thank you, Tammy. And uh, thank you as well, Rodney. And just keep doing what you're doing. Great work. All
3: right. Great. So if you want Absolutely. to come back in, thank you so much. let us know, okay, if you want to get back in on okay. anything that we talk about, okay?
2: Okay. All right. right. Will do.
3: All right. All right, Rodney we are gonna start with you were gonna start us out um we'll touch on the d w d maybe at the end. are you gonna start okay. us out with your topic for tonight
4: well it, it it's it's really interesting because i i I saw um um your tag on Facebook and then we started having this conversation and I was like, you know what that's funny because um when I was getting out of the car this morning um Uh, and I don't, and I think he's nationally syndicated, but I can't remember. Um, but Russ Parr, um, he's a, he's a big time, uh, radio show host here. And they were talking about, um, uh, men, um, paying, uh, men basically being a part of their children's lives and they we're talking about child support and visitation and and, and all of that stuff um and so you know this uh so you know they were they were basically talking about regardless of what the the woman does because you know some people were saying well some men were saying um you know well I want to be a part of my child's life but Um, You know, it's a constant battle with the mother, Um, you know, I'm always having to fight with her, Um, you know, when it comes to seeing my kids, like I realize it, it takes more than just sending a check every month, like I need to be an active part of their lives, and, you know, I didn't even know that, you know, some cities or counties are worse than others. Um, I heard that we have one of the worst right here in this area in Prince George's County. Um, but they were basically talking about that. And, and one guy said, you know, child support and visitation are they're, they're two separate um, courts or, or something like that, he was saying. But it made me think because, you know, I know that there are fathers who are not a part of their children's lives. Um, and who are, you know, doing everything they can to skip child support payments. Then you have some fathers who think it's enough to just um, send a check and that's it. Um, Then you have fathers who, you know, send a check, but they're also trying to be a part of the kids' lives. Um, But the mother's making it difficult for whatever reason. Um, But then you even have, Children who live in the same Homes As their fathers But don't have a relationship With them And so I kind of wanted To go there tonight And I mean I don't even know where to begin Because I think you know there's a lot Wrapped up in that Topic itself But I thought that you two had Some really good responses You know, you know, especially when it comes to a father's role or a man's role. And me personally, I'm glad that I at least know or hang around men who are really good fathers. You know, whether they live in the same household as their children or not, I know men who are who are really good fathers because they see the importance. Of their child having Their father In their lives And so I know that we've kind of touched on this before um, But I kind of wanted to go there tonight And I'm glad that this conversation Steered in that direction Because I think Far too often we forget um, The importance of Having a mother and a father Or we forget The Im- importance of having Certain people in our lives Regardless of whether They're your biological parent or not People play A major role In our lives And I think that it's Time that we start understanding That life is a team Sport And not an individual one So that's where I was going with that, family.
3: Um, I agree, Rodney, it's, 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 it's a blessing of how it all kind of comes back You know, Rodney and I have stopped planning for these shows Meaning we don't, I don't think Rodney, Rodney always has been that free spirit kind of guy Like whatever, I got it um, <laughs> I was, <laughs> well, I was the one that thought I had to have all the things pulled together And I kind of stopped doing that when I would spend all those hours getting stuff together or that I would use use nothing. I, I had all, all this stuff and had spent all this time and, and would not use it. So um, it's just a blessing that we kind of always come back to where we need to be, especially at a time like this where we have um, – I actually ran into a classmate of mine that I have not seen probably since high school. Um, mm-hmm. And we were talking about just what is going on in uh, – you know, I spent a lot of time in the community here growing up in Douglas. And so he was sharing with me some things that are that's that's going on in Douglas that I, I wasn't aware of. And this is a place where we just I mean, we ran free. We were we just had good times. We had great times um there in Douglas and just to see where we are today, um, mentally, socially uh, eth- ethically, just all over, how we do one another, how we see one another, how selfish, selfish we've become as people. And, and I say people of God, how judgmental we've become. And, and I'm saying we, you guys, because we have to go inward. We have to go within ourselves to see who we are, it's like Andre said, you know, it's difficult to maintain a relationship when you don't know yourself. And that's, that's not just a, a um, man-woman relationship. That's not like a marriage or a love relationship. This is in your family, um, with siblings, with parents. This is with your children. This is everything, every part of your life. And I believe that's one reason we are having such difficulty that people have lost sight of themselves, and we've become this—we become who the who we think the world and others want us to be, and we want them mm. to see that in us. Which brings me to another topic that I won't have on my list: seeking validation. Because I, I just keep seeing very talented, beautiful, thriving people in the midst of needing so much validation and needing so much more than I can remember seeing growing up. And maybe I missed it, but this, this, this selfishness and this need for more in seemingly every aspect of life, in spite of having everything right at the tip of our hands, it seems like we have moved so much further away from knowing who we are. So when when Andre mentioned it's difficult to maintain a relationship when you don't know yourself, I, I, I'm I'm willing to bet he wasn't just speaking about your relationship with a guy or or a woman. You know, he's not speaking of just that love relationship. So I think um, the disconnect has caused um, women. I'll go back to what you were saying, Rodney. Women to to be so selfish that. If you don't want me or if you can't do this the way I want you to do it, then you can't see your child mm. and and who who loses there like who loses there and i and i I thank God for the woman who says, "I understand that my child needs you more than I don't then I dislike you, you know
0: mm-hmm.
3: so to see the importance of that so. I'm glad for this time, especially last Saturday, where I was was gracefully reminded that there are more men here standing up, volunteering to do things without expectation. You know, that was a beautiful, beautiful thing to me. Um, so that that's my take on that part. Rodney, back over to you.
4: Tammy, we have a caller uh, from area code 605 last four digits are eight one two five call you are on the air.
5: Okay, can you hear me?
0: Yep, we can hear you. How are you
5: this evening? Not bad. You were talking about fathers. Well I think I'm potentially one of the best non fathers around because I don't have kids. I wouldn't have kids out of wedlock. And I believe that if I were to get married, um, I would only have kids if I could actually afford a private education for them. If I couldn't, then I'm not going to bring my own flesh and blood into this world. So that's my, um, that's my particular aspect about um, not being a father. And you guys were talking about fathers who I, um, I presume before I got here who were giving, being given a hard time by the courts and by the ex-wife with regards to having custody of their kids or seeing their kids, that's a common complaint amongst fathers who are divorced, is that the the ex likes to play games, likes to hurt the ex by saying, sure, come on over on Saturday, and then when the guy gets there, well, Johnny's not ready. He's over at another person's house. I forgot you were coming over or making some other kind of excuse. That's a pretty common complaint across the board. Okay. Back
4: to you guys. Uh, thank you so much, Tammy. Did you have anything?
3: I I, I want to go back. He mentioned the private education, and that's another gap in this. And and this is why we're doing this because we want people to start talking. Private education. We're at the point. Everybody. I mean, even with with being a new grandmother, I I have began to worry, which I don't think that they will ever let Dolly go to to um, schools. We're thinking about, I'm saying we, because I'm a grandmother, so they are thinking about, you know, doing the the homeschool. And I'm thinking, how can I get involved so I can be part of that homeschool? Because I do not want her out there in this world in what I see happening in the schools and education today. That's a gap, and not everybody can afford private schools. Not everybody can afford. So what happens to those kids that get lost in the shuffle? What happens? And then the ex-playing games, he's right. This has been going on for so long, but you guys, this is why we have to start these conversations and not only start them, even if it doesn't directly affect us, we have to take action because just because it doesn't directly or we think it doesn't directly affect us. Let's take education, for example. For those of you who think, "Oh, I'm fine. I don't need to get involved in this," I could I could say that because Brandon's is now 32, but I have a granddaughter now, so it affects me. Even if I do nothing, if I say nothing, if I sit back and watch things happen that I know are not right across the board, then I'm just as guilty. So I agree with with our with our caller uh, on all of that. I just say that we have to. We have to still get in the game and fight because we're, we we either all lose together or we all win together because the people that we're overlooking, those children that have no fight, that go home and have to fight, that go to school and have to fight. And when I say fight, I mean internally to just try to find their way in this world amongst people who say that they love God, which means I got to love you, little child. I got to love you that doesn't look right to them. That doesn't look right. And so they got they have got to go somewhere in this world. They don't just stay babies. They grow up with this hardened heart. And they are just they might be the people that we face in that dark alley. So back over to you, Rodney. Thank you, Carla.
4: I you know what you know what's interesting, um, um as somebody who's been an educated for what years and then 2020 for uh, almost 12 years. Um, It's amazing what you see um, in the school system, Um, and then when you connect it to, I guess, politics and you know the things that you hear around election times, the things that you see. Um, education is, it, it, and I don't want to uh, go too far in this direction because I feel like it. This would this could be a, 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 a another show, it, and and uh, possibly even a series. But I think that um, it it's a huge problem. A huge problem and I think it goes beyond putting your, your child however you choose to educate your child I don't think there's one um, way to fix the problem when it comes to education whether it be private school home school charter school public school education in the United States is a problem As a whole and I think The main problem is Parents and us as citizens um, We Don't take the necessary Steps to make sure That our kids are Properly educated Regardless of how we choose to educate Them and there, there, There are just so Many issues and then One of the biggest Problems from what I see is that the, the people running this country don't care enough to educate the children, and the people who are not in charge don't care enough to call them out on it or to go to the school board meetings or to go to the city council meetings because either we are too afraid or too busy. And maybe there's something else that I'm missing, but those are the top two. Either people are too afraid to say something or too busy to say something. But until we all become more invested in education and our children's future, we're going to continue to see this overall decline in competence because if you talk to um there was a study a few years ago and college professors were saying the average kid that comes out of high school now is not prepared for college and that is so sad to me i remember my uh uh i went to vegas with a couple friends um for my birthday this past november and I wasn't even looking for this information. We were sitting there and uh we were watching the game. It was Bowling Green and somebody and we were trying to figure out where Bowling Green was because we were thinking Kentucky, but it was in Ohio. But anyway, when I Googled Bowling Green, the graduation rate came up and this is Bowling Green University. The graduation rate came up and it said fifty seven percent. And Suddenly, the game didn't matter anymore. (laughs) Where the school was located didn't matter anymore. I'm thinking 57%. That's alarming. Well, then when you look up the national average, I think the national average was less than that. And then I'm looking at the school where I went, Norfolk State, the graduation rate is like 30. It was like 30-something percent. And so... My guess is that they're taking um, into account all of the kids who, you know, start school. But how sad is that, that we have these kids going to college, whether they spend one semester, two semesters, 10 semesters, but we have kids going to college, not finishing. Yet the, the student loan debt is in the trillions. So you got all of these kids out here, all of these adults, with either no degree or degree they can't use, yet they owe the government all this money. That's a huge problem in this country. But until it becomes important enough to us to speak out about it, we're going to have this problem. And as far as, you know, the... Um, women um, who play games um, with the dads because we're not together anymore or I don't like you or I don't like the fact that you've moved on and you're with somebody else now and I'm still single. Whatever the reason is, we have to learn to look at the big picture. If you're, if you're a dad and you're no longer with the mother, what is the big picture? If you're a mom and you're no longer with the dad anymore, what is the big picture? Because if all you can think about is, well, he cheated on me or he left me, or I can't stand her or she gets on my nerves, what is that benefiting the child? Or how is that benefiting the child? What is that doing to the child, which is ultimately going to cause problems in the home, going to cause problems in the school, going to cause problems in the neighborhood? We have to take time out and just think about the decisions that we are making and one of the ways, I think, Tammy, that we have to embrace the change that is happening in our society is we have to learn to forgive. I remember uh, something happened at, at school a couple of weeks ago. And my principal, when I told her about it, 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 it involved a parent. And when I told my principal about it, she said, Oh no, I'm gonna call them and tell them they need to apologize to you. I said, No 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 no. I don't I don't need an apology, don't want one. In fact, it'd be better it'd be better if that person never talked to me again. It'd be better off. Because I'm not gonna be nice to them. I'll be professional, but they're gonna know don't you ever talk to me like that again. Don't you ever treat me that way. I said, so it's better for them to just keep it moving. And within no time, I was over it. I forgive them, but I don't want to be bothered with them. But the bigger picture is your child attends my school. That's what's important to me the safety and the well-being and the education of your child while they are here and when they leave. That's what's important to me. Your foolishness, you know what? You keep that over there. You keep that to yourself. But your child's education, their safety and their well-being, that's important. And I will never let my feelings, or your actions get in the way of that. And I think that's where we have gone wrong as a society. We can't let things go. We can't. It's hard for us to adapt to change. It's hard for us to move past things that we disagree with or things that we don't like. Social media has become just, this 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 troll safe place
0: mm.
4: where this is you know this isn't really who I am, or maybe it is, but my my sole purpose in life is just to to log on every day. And be contrary Or to say mean things Say hurtful things That's my sole purpose now Because you know what I can do this And I can agitate people Because I'm miserable anyway But I can agitate people And I can say things To get a reaction And guess what Nobody can do anything about it Because if you report me They'll tell me You know they'll, they'll tell me I can't use my account For however many days And then I'll be right back Or I'll just go and Create a new email, create a new identity, and I'll do this all over again. That's what social media has become. Because that's the world we want to live in. Like you were saying, Tammy, with people just wanting to belong and fit in and want to feel like somebody. Because... They have so much but yet they're empty. They're like a they're like a huge box at Christmas mm. that the present has already been taken out of. It's just empty and wow. just sitting there. Nothing there but cardboard and tape. But it looks like if you don't know any better Looks like man, there's something major in there. And then you go over there, and nope, I can push this box over. There's nothing in it. I could pick it up with ease because there's nothing in it. We focus on quantity and not quality. We'd have a we we'd rather have a thousand friends and followers. That we never interact with than one friend, one follower that we talk to every day that's what our society has become. I think Andre has come back to me, but I'm gonna uh shift it over to you and then i'll let I'll let you bring him back in.
3: Um, I wanna jump back to where you asked the question, or maybe you posed um pose it in a way about, I guess, to answer the question about what are we doing? Are we too busy? Or are we just fearful? I really, I really would say that we're not too busy. We, it def, it definitely we are not too busy because we have, we say we're busy, um, but we spend, we waste more time, I think, than any generation ever has if we really sit and think about it. And we could take it right to social media if we wanted to go there. I remember, and Rodney, I think you and I briefly talked about this. Um, It was about making goals and setting goals, and it actually recommended, and I thought that was very interesting. It recommended that you do not post on any form of social media what your goals and what you're doing because in some way it tells your brain or makes you think that you've already succeeded just by posting And so mm-hmm. I feel social media I'm not I'm not saying it does not work for its purpose, but you have to make it work You have to be intentional about it not working you I mean you literally have to be intentional I like I said before I literally started to pray, God, let me see only that which I need to see on social media. Otherwise, I'm, I'm going to have to get off. But mm-hmm. it's a way in my mind to to promote, to share as we did tonight, to share what we have going on. But some of that stuff, I just don't want to see. And in addition to that, I I did not want it to become my safe place of lying to myself. Like, there's mm-hmm. so... They're, there's so much. It's like we don't keep it real, and not that you have to tell your business on on Facebook, but let's just keep it real. Let's just stop pretending because only then can we get beyond ourselves and beyond whatever conflict, whatever issues, whatever per- things that we're going through personally. So if we're gonna share, let's share it all. Let's share it all. If we're gonna get, if we're gonna get to the personal point of sharing. Otherwise, let's just keep it business because I'm sure there's somebody in your circle that, that would love to sit down and hear your truth or to hear what's bothering you today, which will create the connection again, which will build relationship. Because like Rodney said, half of the people you're talking to, if not more, that you're posting to, they don't know you and don't really want to know the you, the real you, or be be a part of helping you grow beyond what you're growing, going through so let's just keep it real so I just wanted to say I I definitely don't think that we are too busy it's just that we are finding things to um, to help us get through the lies that we tell ourselves so okay so let's pull Andre back in are you with Mm -hmm. us?
2: Hey. Yes. hey. yes. Hey. I'm hey. there. I was just, just listening along and, and you two uh both. I just wanted to comment quickly. Um at Rodney on your empty box theory, you know, uh what came to my mind was the fact that I agree I agree with you a hundred percent. You know, we've become more focused on uh quantity as opposed to quality and uh my, my words were uh basically we've become more focused on style over substance, Um, you know, Mm. it's, you know, it's it's cool to look the part. You don't have to be the part, but if you can look the part, then that, Mm. you know, that's enough for a lot of people, especially as it relates Mm -hmm. to social media. And then um, in in Tammy, she was talking um, when she said, you know, we don't keep it real. I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree with her as well. And, the thought that came to mind is it's difficult for us, it's, it's next to impossible for us to uh, keep it real if we've never been real. And, again, you, when you look at things mm-hmm. such as uh, things in uh, society today, you know, reality TV, reality TV is so fake. You know, it's, uh, it's oxymorons, play on words. But, you know, people really buy into it. And, and you know, social media and the things of that nature are just other things Mediums in which people can, you know, they can keep it real at being fake, and you know, in my opinion. So, um, but I, but I certainly agree with with, with the points that the, the both of you have made. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
3: Thank you for calling back in as well.
4: <laughs> hey, no problem, no problem. Thanks <laughs> for having me. We appreciate that.
3: Rodney, well, that that huge box. Um, something I just got a text A huge box at Christmas That the present has already been taken out of Wow <laughs> That was a text <laughs> I got
4: <laughs> <laughs> But I think But I think I, I, You know and, and I like what Arthur just said You know style of a, over a substance I think some people Um and I'm, I can't even say some because like, I, I see it so much and see it so often, um, especially on those reality shows that he that he referenced. But we want to look so good on the outside, so good. What if we could put makeup over our over our insides? How much time if we were trying to cover up? Or oh, if we were trying to beautify our insides the same way we do our outside, how long would it take us? If we were trying to put makeup and lipstick over our insides and trying to beautify that, you know, because we do it on the outside. We focus so much on our on our outward appearance we'll see every day. They they have to see that. If you're gonna be in the same space as me, the same room as me, guess what? You're going to see my appearance. So I got to make sure my my hair is cut. If I'm a man, I got to make sure, you know, my edge up is tight. I got to make sure if I'm a woman, I got my lipstick on, my makeup on. Got to have on my best clothes, my, my, my new shoes. Got to have on my perfume, my cologne. Like, I got, I got to do all these things, or at least I feel like I have to, because that's what people see. What if people could see our inside and we felt like we had to dress that up. How much work would that be? How much emphasis would we put on that? And here's the thing. When it comes to our inside, that's where most of our effort should be because you can you can do you can do anything to your outward appearance at some point the inside is going to show it's going to show but we don't focus on the part that people can't see we only focus on what people can see but how much work would we have to do if we felt like, man, this person is going to see what my heart looks like? So let me fix this up today. Because we forget there's one person who can always see our hearts, and we don't care how it looks. We don't spend hardly any time trying to make sure that it's right. Our priorities are just so backwards. So when it comes to that that empty box, what are you doing about it? There's a scripture and and I wish I could think of it off the top of my head about um, I feel like it's in it's in one of the gospels, but it talks about um emptiness and and I'll see if I can find it but um, tell me any anything from you
3: um, wow, um I'm looking up for the emptiness, but no, I guess if I had to just kind of end it here, Rodney, right? I think what we all must come back to is knowing who we are and accepting accepting the fair presence of who we are, not saying that we're okay with everything or we're, we're, we're going to be accepting to the point that we overlook those things that have brought us to this point of, of being that big Christmas box. And I just asked you, well, how is that working for you? How is it working for you? As you were talking, you made me think about even, even preparing for the, show, for the for bridging last week. Um, Jimmy kept just saying, Tammy, you, 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 know, you need to go buy new clothes. You need, to, you need to go do this. And I was like, I don't want new clothes. I just want people to see the new me, I'm not the new clothes. I could care less. Wasn't my choice of words with him, but I could care less about new new clothes. And and I'm, I'm I'm thankful as as that's how I felt. Now, I did give in. It's like okay, if you just really think I should, I'll go. But it's not. It took it took weeks for him to convince me go get something. So I just looked at it. Okay, it's a Valentine's gift. But I, for the first time ever, I did not worry about what I had on. Just the fact that, that and, and I admit, I had, some, I had some thought process about my hair, like, oh, my gosh, because I have stopped dyeing my hair. Like, I've literally just stopped dyeing it. And so my hair is, is gracefully growing gray. And I thought, wow, do I, do I do something about it? But then I came to my point, like, why? I love my hair. Why? Why do I need to worry about what people think of my outward self? when it's my, my internal need that I'm working so hard to change and to be that change and to grow so far beyond myself and what I think I've been through and how I think it has tormented me or brought me to this place where I need to pursue such change, such drastic change in my life daily. And so I I thank God that I'm here and that you, what you see is what you get. Like, what you really see is what you get. And this, I'm not going to say this part, but what you see is what you get. And so that's what I, I'll leave it right there, Rodney.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm starting to say something else, but maybe I
0: shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, when is
4: the, uh, the next time that you will be uh, taping?
0: Uh,
3: the 29th. So it's every other Saturday is what we we go in and 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 that may change some, but as of right now it's every other Saturday that we go in for for taping.
4: Andre, any uh what, what was the um the website that you gave out before?
2: Yeah, it's uh preaching the word
4: network television.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, also I I'm not sure, but it will the, the show Bridging will be available um, through YouTube and I think a Facebook channel is coming or our Facebook page is coming with with more information uh as well so but it is preach the Word Network Television is the the outlet I think you can, yeah you can find that on the web more information about it um on the internet
4: okay and are there um and I don't and, and I don't know if this is a, a a correct question or not but um are there already other shows airing and what would be some of your top recommendations
2: Well <laughs> there there are other with the uh Preacher Word Network it's a uh Christian oriented network and they have a plethora of shows um currently as 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 far as what we're putting together with uh, Dr. Roger Bethel Communications, this is our, our first uh, under under his particular um, company. And so, but he has, uh, and I'm sure he won't mind me uh, plugging, um, he has uh, a short, short film, feature film getting set to, um, they're getting ready to shoot that this spring, and it's going to be titled The Mourner's Bench. And so uh, it'll be a three-part series where um, it's it's really excerpts from his book titled "Sins of the Father." And so uh, Bethel Communications, you know, Dr. Bethel has has written uh, a couple books, and he's uh, actually been in film and radio for uh, well over about 50 years. And so he has a plethora of of knowledge and insight and experience, but. Now his company is beginning to branch off into, you know, uh, filming shows and movies. And so, again, The Mourner's mm-hmm. Bench is set to uh, begin shooting for that in the spring. And Bridging, which is uh, the, the show, yeah, that we're, we're taping for that, and it should be airing again in March, beginning in March. Okay. And you
3: guys, we we plan to have. I've actually mentioned uh, to Dr. Beth about coming on the show, and yeah. so he'll have. Uh, and, and thank you, Andre, I, for, I forgot to mention the the uh, <laughs> documentary or the movie that they are working on. But I think that's very timely as well as a, as is what it's about. And so he'll be on, yeah. hopefully sooner than later, to Absolutely. share just who he is, what he's a, what he's about. Yeah. Vision and all of that. He is just a phenomenal guy. Like it is just a breath of fresh air to see him Mm -hmm. do what he do, and the love and the passion. You can, it's contagious. I mean, really, it it, it inspires you to go out and be better and do better and want to think about what seeds you are planting that will continually grow after you're gone. So he'll be on, and Rodney, I'm, I'm hoping that you'll be down and be able to be a part of this with 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 your books and things like that but hopefully you'll be get to meet him for sure
2: absolutely yeah he's as tammy mentioned he's phenomenal phenomenal gentleman he really is a very very encouraging very inspiring
4: gentleman yes sir i like it i like it and we are uh we are hopeful for the same and um uh once i get through this uh presentation uh this saturday um uh i'll definitely be uh checking to see um you know and i'll get with uh tamaria and find out uh you know when we can uh make the trip uh down there i know we had a good time yeah. the last time okay. uh we visited but once i get through this presentation saturday um at vcu uh okay. we we'll, we'll definitely start looking at um the best time to, to come down and
0: uh and okay. be with
4: you guys and um share in the experience. Hey um, man, that'll be great. That'll be that'll be uh, great.
3: Yeah, and, forward and to I uh, Andre Rodney has uh written a few books as well and one in particular um <laughs> possibly two gaps that I see he would be very beneficial in, but Rodney wrote a book titled Tired of Being Black. And it's okay. very it's very interesting, a very interesting read. Um, people hear the title and assume that they uh, mm-hmm. well, I'm just saying misunderstand what he's saying, even some, mm-hmm. without reading the book. So as it. we, you know, have the gap on race, I thought it yeah. was really interesting to have him as one of our guest speakers, um, for that. So we'll, we'll see and, and, and try to make that happen.
2: Absolutely. Definitely. Let's 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 do it. Yeah.
4: Definitely we, we will
2: but definitely
4: I, uh find a way to make it happen.
2: Yes sir, yes sir. And I'll just say this without having read the book, hey, I, I concur with you, Rodney. It's because it's work. <laughs> <in the
5: black. laughs> it's definitely <the> work, baby.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That is what I like oh
4: to hear That is what I like to hear No I I think you'll find it interesting And I'll get with Tammy um, And, and uh, see if we can get A copy of both books to you Okay, um, okay. Well,
2: listen, man. Appreciate that and we just look forward To meeting you you, come, you all coming on down And being a part of what we're trying to do And, and just help us plant seeds And, and hopefully inspire Some folks and, and bridge some gaps So I look forward to it bro. most definitely
4: Sounds good. Thank you for joining us tonight. Thank you to our other um caller who uh joined in and uh offered their thoughts. Uh thank you to those of you guys who are listening um um and continue to listen each and every Tuesday uh night. We we definitely appreciate it. Um we know that there, you know, so many other things going on, but we we appreciate you guys um always supporting the show. Uh, to those of you who may listen to the archive show, um, you know, at a later date, we definitely appreciate you guys. Uh, please continue to um, to join us uh, whenever you can. Um, and uh, we hope that you guys have a uh, blessed week. Tammy, I will keep you posted. Uh, we'll probably give you a call uh, either Saturday or Sunday when we get back home, uh, let you know how things go uh, this Saturday. Uh, But we hope you guys have a blessed week And we hope you have a great night Uh, I see Cousin Diane Is with us tonight So as we always do We're going to play Our uh, favorite exit song And until next week Good night everybody